Hi, this is Nick Forster. Welcome to this week's podcast. Originally recorded in February of 2019 on a snowy day. So snowy, in fact, that one of the artists that we were expecting and our award winner that we were expecting, they couldn't make the trip. So we tapped our local talent market and brought in really gifted singer and songwriter Bonnie Payne, who a lot of you got to know through the band Elephant Revival. Of course, many of us have a favorite musician whose name is Ry Cooter. This isn't Ry Cooter, but this is his son, Joaquim, who's similarly creative, inventive, playing some really beautiful instruments that only he knows how to play. <laughs> and then we had a great achievement award, too. And that's all coming right now. From E-Town Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town with this week's guests. From Colorado, Bonnie Payne, the Achievement Award winner, Sarah Evans, and from Los Angeles, Joaquim Cooter. I'm Helen Forster. Right now, please join me in welcoming our host, Nick Forster. Thank you, Helen. Thanks, everybody. Uh, welcome to E-Town Hall. We are going to explore some new sounds, some new instruments, some things that have never been on stage here at E-Town before this week. There's some of the old acoustic variety, some of the new electric variety. Um, we've got some familiar faces like the washboard and the musical saw that Bonnie Payne's going to play or the mandocello and uh, the newcomers, the electric mbura and other things that sort of like a giant kalimba that makes a remarkably beautiful sound. This is the stuff you guys are going to be treated to this week that, uh, that is new and exciting. Our first guest, Joaquim Cooter, is a percussionist, multi-instrumentalist. He grew up in L.A. And yes, he's the son of Ry Cooter. He's been making music on and off stages um, ever since he was a kid. Many of you may have caught a glimpse of him in the uh, film about the Buena Vista Social Club, that very successful movie about that amazing band from Cuba. A few years ago, Joaquin made a record called Love on a Real Train, a collection of instrumental creations of his that he shared with his friends, and they added their lyrics and their vocals and some rearrangements. But now he's got a new project out. It's called Fuchsia Machu Picchu. And he is here now along with his friend Sam Gandell. Please welcome to E-Town for his first visit, Joaquin Cooter.
something mister before you go so we know you're not leaving the rest of us alone there's a shuffling of feet just beyond that second line Thank you.
Thank you, guys.
So, first of all, Joaquin Cooter and Sam, beautiful sound you guys are making. It's really cool. Well, thank you so much yeah. for having us. I understand your daughter was also had a hand in this, the, the, the genesis of this project, too, right? Yes, very much so. I mean, we, we uh, well, she says incredible things. And so um, we spend a lot of time together just talking. And so a lot of stuff that I've written about on the record is things that she's said that yeah. I've, you know, been like, did anybody just hear that? And how old is she now? Three and a half. She'll be four in May. Yeah. <laughs> just to clarify. It's yeah, that's true. You're spending a lot of time talking with a three-year-old. Getting, I do. Getting the language for your songs. That's cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about these instruments. I'm sitting next to one that looks like um, a, a cutting board that somebody drove a lot of nails into. Yeah, it's like kind a, of. a charcuterie of nails. Yeah. There are nails of different rows and... Uh, right now I have it going down two octaves, but it's just, it's the same thing. He has it... Um... So that to me looks like a... Did we used to call them kalimbas, the ones that were like old flattened bicycle spokes and stuff like that, the primitive ones? Yeah, it's basically the... The little African things that you play with your thumb you, piano, yeah, yeah, and then take into the <laughs> to space, basically. So one of them looks like it's all a bunch of nails, and the other one looks like it's a bunch of flattened, sort of curved bicycle spokes, more like a thumb piano. But this, all the poor people who are just hearing this on the radio, they're going to say, "You guys, you know, we can't see any of it." But but I'm trying to describe it. Okay, I'm trying to give them a sense. Right, right. And um, and then there's the thing that's larger than either of these instruments, which is your array of, of effects. Yes, very much so. And um, let us all just uh, give a nod to Sam, who's playing a guitar that also creates a whole array of its own sounds. And let it also be, uh, be noted that Sam's real instrument is saxophone. Yes. That's, that's, that's really what he plays. <laughs> the saxophones did not make it on the yeah. plane. <laughs> um, in case you just tuned in, you're listening to E-Town. I'm here with Joaquin Cooter. Is it true that, that it all kind of started with Jim Keltner, the drummer that worked with your dad for a long time? Is that the, was that the beginning of the whole journey? Watching him when I was really young was how I got started playing drums. Because um, he left a drum set at my parents' house. I think I was four. It was 1982. He would leave, and then I would tiptoe downstairs and start playing it. And then when he came one morning, he, I was playing it, and he saw that I could play, and so then he gave me my first kit. Wow. So um, we met briefly when you were touring with um, Ricky Skaggs and the Whites, and I think we met again when you were touring, um, I guess opening for your dad's uh, show last year, where I got to see you do your solo thing first, and it's so cool to dive in a little bit. When you made these projects, because you started them just like at home, working in your own little studio, making loops and making things. Did you ever think about that it would be something you would perform live and you would tour making these sounds? Um, no, I mean, 
I never in a million years imagined A, singing and B, writing my own songs because I always had a more behind the scenes role, which was either playing drums for somebody or working on film score stuff here and there, just not sitting out there and singing your own thing. And becoming a dad completely yeah. changed my mind about you know how I see myself not being so rigid, you know, I am this. Yeah. Well, it's a cool thing you do. And it's cool that you and Sam have this uh, combo. You can make all these sounds. We're going to get back to music now. Glad you could stop by. Well, thank you so much for having us. Welcome back. Joaquin Cooter, along with Sam Gandell. I would like to bring out Nick and Helen to... uh, to close out this set of ours. Um, So ladies and gentlemen, we are gonna do Morning Blues. I am. 
Megan Helen. That's Joaquin Cooter from Los Angeles, along with Sam Gendel. The record's called Fuchsia Machu Picchu. Those guys will be back to play some more music later on in the show. This portion of Eton is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. Now, if you tuned in late and you've missed some of this week's program, the E-Town podcast will have this episode and others, along with content from past shows as well. A lot of good stuff, and it's available for free in Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and all of those podcast directories. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. You're listening to E-Town. Joaquin Cooter is going to be back later on with his, uh, with his crazy array of electric and bira and other things. And coming up, Bonnie Payne is here to play some new music for us. Before we bring Bonnie out, though, we're going to introduce you to somebody we got to know with the help of one of our listeners. Um, we do this every week. We get a chance to share some news about somebody who's out there in the world making things better in their own way. And these are often just very simple stories of somebody looking around and seeing an opportunity to, to lend a hand. And the difference between uh, us and them typically is that they actually do stuff. They see the challenge and they take that first step and they make something happen that, that adds up to something very special. So uh, we love to recognize these folks uh, for that effort and um, recognize them with something called the Achievement Award. And here comes Helen to tell you about this week's winner. Thank you, Nick. Our winner this week is Sarah Evans of Austin, Texas. Now, several years ago, Sarah had left her law career to search for work with more meaning. Around that time, just by chance, a friend asked her to help raise money to replace livestock in a small village in Kenya where the animals were dying in an ongoing drought. A light bulb went off in her head. Why not solve the problem of the lack of water rather than just replacing the livestock? Sarah had studied civil engineering in college and also environmental law in law school, and that knowledge sparked an idea to develop a better well for the village so it had an ongoing, plentiful source of clean water. Now, circumstances caused this to take a few years, but in 2010, her dream was realized. And from there, her nonprofit group has gone on to supply clean water to an impressive number of people in other locations, both by installing new wells where needed and fixing existing wells when possible. Sarah's traveled from Austin to tell us more, so please join me in welcoming this week's Achievement Award winner, Sarah Evans. Sarah, welcome. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Thanks for coming all the way. It's an honor. Such a great idea. Thank you. Um, Helen said that it took uh, a few years, but you finally got over to Kenya and you drilled that first well. What year was that, 2010? That was, yeah, yeah. January 2010. So how did that feel? It was thrilling and it was um, confusing, and but being on the ground during that first project did change my soul and changed the course of my life. Yeah. And so once you had had that success, you knew that you could do more. Did you enlist others to help, or what did you do? I did, and, and I, I will 
I say all the time, you know, my only real skill is that I can find amazing people that are brilliant and can do amazing things. So I realized on that first drill site that, you know, A, we had gotten lucky and I needed to figure out how to, if I wanted to continue doing this work, how we were going to do it properly. And also I realized the incredible impact that we could have with something so basic like clean water. Yeah. And I would caution you against saying you, your only real skill is finding good people. You did actually graduate from law school and you became a civil engineer and, you know, you've got some other skills. <laughs> and actually, I was a securities lawyer. I worked in finance. There you <laughs> go. I was school. like, you know. Yeah. But you needed to find more meaning than all of that stuff. I did. So here you are. You're looking for an opportunity to, to drill more wells and, and not just have it be sort of a random good fortune. Yeah but you wanted to put a team together that would actually increase the odds of your success. And this sounds expensive. Were you, how are you paying for all this stuff? In the beginning, I obviously was not getting paid, and I sold my house to support myself in the nonprofit in the early days, and then um, ended up selling my car. It was a BMW. It was really nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But... It was right, and it wasn't Wild. sad for me. It was, Wild. Yeah. You were so passionate. <laughs> so obviously you're committed, and uh, you found good people. Great people. And uh, things are going well, <laughs> right? Pun intended. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> things are going really well, yeah, and we did, because I... Early on, I knew that I needed to to put together this team of hydrogeologists and engineers, these technical people who could help figure out why all these water projects in Africa were failing and how we could do it better. So we have um, increased our project capacity every year. We think it's a tragedy that there's so much of this work that's done that doesn't end up lasting for um, the people it's supposed to serve. So we launched our own study in 2014 and evaluated over 200 different broken water wells in Kenya and determined that the number one reason for water project failure was a lack of technical expertise Hmm. and or oversight. And a a very close number two reason for failure was a lack of true community engagement and involvement. Ownership is a big word. Um, it really starts with, you know, honest partnership. Yeah. And I mean, I, I've been sitting in the bush in East Africa for 10 hours at a time having tea and just asking questions because you really want to get to know the community to understand what their ideas about development are. And all of that work goes into the project before it's ever yeah. installed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a Western notion that we are supposed to be ambassadors of our beliefs and ideas and solutions over there. But what we do is we become ambassadors of their plans for development and okay. desires here and then raise the funds accordingly. That's it's important. Pretty cool. That's pretty cool. What's your success rate with your wells so far? Only about 40% of the water wells installed in Africa are still functioning a year later, and we have maintained a 100% success rate. Holy smokes. Really? Yeah. Wild. We worked pretty hard to do that. Wild. So um, how many people do you think you've served with all these wells? Over a quarter of a million people. I've been affected by the work you're doing directly. Yeah. And you go over there still? About every other month, I do, yeah. And um, your daughter wasn't born when you started this, Sarah, was she? She was not. And so so she's been a part of this (laughs) all her life. She's, yeah, she plays a huge role, as a matter of fact, in our fundraising and and my speaking engagements. (laughs) Um, And I I was committed to this work before she was in my life. But when she was born, it became something I knew I would do forever because I... 
see and I know and I talk to these women in the field who are losing children because of waterborne illness all the time. And so when I had my daughter and I would hold her at night and nurse her and realize that I did not have to worry about what I was giving her might mm-hmm. hurt her, mm-hmm. how powerful this work was. Mm-hmm. And so now she's a part of it. That's cool. And, and so the impact you're having is also must be um, helping with waterborne diseases and with other things. So the, the disease rate in these communities is plummeting as well. Yeah, almost to zero in some of our wow. communities. What, yeah. about, uh, what about education or opportunities for girls, things like that? Yeah, that's a huge result and impact that we have and that some people don't realize, especially once young girls hit puberty. If there is not water in the school and sanitation, they have to not be in school for a length of time, and then they eventually have to drop out because they fall behind. So we almost always put our water systems near a school or on -hmm. on school property, and the attendance of the girls in school skyrockets, and that will change the course of their life. Oh, wild. They can stay in school. Yeah, and then statistically, too, then their income goes up 12% for every additional year they're in school. Hmm. Birth rate goes down. Domestic violence goes down. Hmm. It's an incredible impact. That's amazing. I have to ask you a personal question, which is, here you are, committed, dedicated, doing all this amazing work, helping over a quarter million people in Africa. But last time we checked, you sold your house and you sold your car, and now you have a kid. So do yeah. we need to worry about you? Yeah. Are you doing okay? What's the deal? And How a single mama, too. Yeah. So um, do you, you have a place to live and everything? <laughs> so for the first five years of her life, we did live with my parents, who are amazing people. They no, no longer think I'm nuts. Or maybe they still do, but they've accepted the fact. But um, we have a little apartment in Austin, and we're really happy. Okay, Thanks cool. for asking. And so the name of the organization is Well Aware? Yeah. And what's yeah. the website? It's wellawareworld.org. Wellawareworld.org. Yeah. There's also a link to Well Beyond, the consulting company. Um, that company is called Well Beyond, and we consult for other NGOs doing similar work or international development work so that we can help them install their water project properly. It's an incredible impact. It's amazing. Yeah. Listen, congratulations. This week's winner of the Achievement Award, Sarah Evans. Congratulations, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me here. It's such a huge honor. Thank you. To learn more about this worthy project or to nominate someone for the award yourself, you can check out our website, etown.org. Also, we'd love to hear what you think of this segment and the show in general. If you have a moment, you can take a short survey on our website and let us know what you think. Or you can always write to us the old-fashioned way at Vox 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306. Thank you, Helen. Thank you, Sarah. That is a good story. We have got more music coming up from Joachim Cooter in a little while. Right now, I'm going to tell you about what's next. Bonnie Payne was born in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, which is the capital of the Cherokee Nation. It's also the end of the infamous Trail of Tears. She grew up playing music with her sisters, first as a drummer, but uh, pretty soon the guitar, the cello, the flute, the washboard, the musical saw, that all snuck into her bag of tricks. Bonnie is a founding member of the celebrated band Elephant Revival. She's got a lot of other projects in the fire all the time, including a Selkie Tale, which is one we'll check in on later on in the program. Uh, She's been doing some agricultural work, so we're going to find out more about that too. But right now, we're going to hear her sing and play. Please welcome to E-Town, Bonnie Payne. 
I'm going to sing an a cappella for you that my mom taught me. It's a song called Out Under the Winter Sky. Out under the winter sky Out under the winter sky Clouds come trembling in my eye Clouds do tremble my eye And it feels like something's gonna die it feels like something's gonna die It feels like something's gonna die And me wings for to fly High as heaven in early morn High as heaven in early morn Men lie sleeping in beds that are warm Sleep in beds that are warm And it feels like something's being born It feels like Something's being born, it feels like something's being born. Tells my soul not to mourn. There you go. I wanna be like a bird Or just a feather That you place into your hair Or the wind that picks it up And blows it to and fro in the air Like a river that it floats along Like a song on a carry I like them just where they are I, I want to lift the curtain from my heart, from your heart Deep and wide, 
across the divide through rising sun we may never be perfect maybe that is not the point we'll search to know the language of our part from our Bonnie Payne, welcome to E-Town. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you on your own. Last time you were here, you were with your band Elephant Revival, which is on hiatus now. I bet that frees up some time for you and for some other projects and interests. It does. Yeah. I also have heard that you've been traveling around the world doing writing. Mm -hmm. where, where have you been? Um, I went to Norway. I played songs for a women's camp where we would hike up mountains and snowboard down, and then at nighttime I would play them songs before we went to bed. And Wild. Went to Hawaii and did some writing there, and then um, Ireland with my mom. And my mom took notes because she's been hearing about this story I've been writing since I was really little, so she wrote that part out. Um, the story you've been writing since you were li little, is, and that's the Selkie tale? Is that what you were telling me about before? Yep. Mm -hmm. Selkie tale. Yeah. So is it too big a story to dive into a little bit now, or what's the shortest little description you can give us of what the Selkie tale is? Uh, well, a Selkie is a person who can turn into a seal, and it's um, folklore that's in uh, both Irish folktales and Scandinavian folktales, though a lot of Irish people that I met when I was in Ireland had no idea what I was talking about, but... Um, <laughs> And yeah, it's about a selkie and a human falling in love is part of it. Okay. Um, that's the beginning yeah. of it. Yeah, it's a and long is, story. So when you're traveling around to Norway and Ireland, are you writing in the context of that tale? Or are you writing songs? Or are you writing other things too? 
I'm writing other things, but then they weave themselves back into that story, oh, it seems like. So that's kind of what's informing the story or is the songs. You know, um, we've crossed paths at festivals uh, before, and it's cool to see you as an independent performer now. You're such an interesting combination as an artist because you're both delicate in a way. You know, your approach can be very tender as a singer and as a performer. And you sort of invite people in. But you're also strong and fierce. You know, it's a very unusual combination. <laughs> and um, what is cool is to see at these festivals, you're sitting in with all these people. They bring you in as a special guest, and you make a great contribution. It's cool. Oh, thank you. Are you doing solo shows, too, performing just your own stuff? I'm starting to. I've taken some time off the road for yeah. a while, um, but I'll start performing again soon. That's cool. And um, tell me just a little bit about the farming piece. So what are you growing or what are you, who are you tending? What are you up to? Um, we have three cows and llamas, three llamas and, uh, we have four cows, sorry, three llamas and three sheep and five chickens. And uh, we're going to start farming hemp soon. Wild. Because that's such a good and sustainable so thing. when it's, um, what's your responsibility? You have to make sure they are f fed and watered and housed and warm and Friendly. Clean, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mostly uh -huh. friendly. Like when you called me and asked if I would do this, I was um, in the middle of trying to feed the cows by hand again cause, oh, yeah. and the llamas. So that's, okay. a, that's a big part of what I do All right. <laughs> is keep them amicable. <laughs> Good. Make those animals happy. <laughs> well, it sounds like a really interesting and diverse and creative life, Bonnie. And I'm, I'm happy that you're in this phase right now. Mm -hmm. I'm really happy you could stop by too. Me too. You want to play some more music? Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> Welcome back, Bonnie Payne. <laughs> Thank you. And thanks to Nick, Helen, and the E-Tones for joining me tonight. We just had the last couple hours. Glad it worked out. <laughs> Sounded amazing. You ready? See, they're down at the liquor store Gone to drink those troubles in some more Down at the Old Rogue River That Old Rogue River Down at the Old Rogue River That Old Rogue River You were daddy's sunshine days He left Left for good, went down to his grave. Mother Mary, full of grace, won't you watch these children in my place? I'm going under the river, that old rogue river. I'm going under the river, that old rogue river. Much shame. Yeah. Left my babies yeah. in the car. 
to my throat Lay these troubles down Lift my soul I'm going to pray forgiveness Let me go Pray my children and their children know not to do what I have done but let go Lay these troubles down Lift my soul Lift my soul Lift my soul up and over the river That old rogue river Lift up and over the river That's Bonnie Payne. Along with E-Tones, Chris Engelman, Ron Jolly, Christian Teal, and Helen Forster. Bonnie Payne from Red Room, Colorado. Thanks so much for being with us. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by Silk, a pioneer of plant-based beverages that supports the environment as the charter sponsor of Change the Course, a program created by National Geographic to help conserve and restore fresh water to the planet. More about Silk's environmental commitments and plant-based nutrition at silk.com. And by our diverse family of NPR affiliates and community stations, plus college and commercial stations, as well as our international stations and podcast subscribers worldwide. Thank you so much for your continued support. Now, if you're curious about E-Town's home base, E-Town Hall, our beautiful solar-powered music venue, community center, and recording studio in downtown Boulder, Colorado, you can learn more about it on our website, etown.org. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who are hearing E-Town on stations like KMTN in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, on WMOT, Roots Radio in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and on KVCR 91.9 San Bernardino, California. Thanks for listening. As always, if you want more information about our guests, if you want to see exactly what Bonnie's uh, washboard gloves look like or what um, Joaquim's wild instrument looks like, all that stuff, there's videos and photos on the website at etown.org. You can also find out about how to get tickets to live shows and learn so much more. So um, this has been uh, quite the adventure in sonic landscape this week, and um, I've been having fun. I'm glad you guys could join us. We are going to get right back to music right now. Would you please welcome back to the stage, uh, along with his good friend Sam, please welcome back Joaquim Cooter. Hello. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Nick and Helen. Wow, so nice to hear you guys on this.
some if you could Get happy, don't you know now Come on buddy, don't you wanna go don't you know now? Come on, buddy, don't you wanna go? Well, steam train girl riding up and down Great Bear Mountain, Felton Town. Filling up with dreams far back as the eye can see. Get happy, don't you know now? Come on, buddy, don't you wanna go? Happy, don't you know now? Come on, buddy, don't you wanna go? Machu Picchu. 
Uh, we've got time for one more song. We want to get everybody out on this last one. Thanks, everybody, for being a part of this week's show. I want to thank um, Sam Gandell and Joaquin Cooter for coming out from Los Angeles to playing songs from their latest record, Fuchsia Machu Picchu. <laughs> Thanks to Bonnie Payne for coming in and uh, joining us this week. Thanks to our award winner, Sarah Evans, and our organization, Well Aware, making a huge difference for folks in Africa who really need access to clean water. We really did kind of make this up today. Uh, we, just, we just got together and figured out what song to play, and now we're gonna see if we can remember it for you all. Um, thank you for being a part of this week's E-Town program. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can join us next week, right here in E-Town. by a donor-supported nonprofit organization with help from all of our fine staff and recorded live at E-Town Hall. Our website is etown.org, where you can comment on the show and find all kinds of information. You can also make an Achievement Award nomination there by going to our homepage and clicking on the button called Award. Other ways to reach us are through Twitter, our two Facebook pages, and the E-Town blog. I know dark
production of V-Town is made possible by our family of sponsors, this station, and listeners like you. Soon I'll be free from every trial. This form shall rest beneath the side. I'll drop the curse of self-denial and enter into that house with God. Thank you, everybody. Thanks again to Sam and Joaquin and to Bonnie and the E-Tones and Helen. Don't forget to tune in and listen to E-Town on the radio. We'll see you next time. Thank you. This is a production of the E-Town Radio Network. That's Joaquin Cooter and Bonnie Payne. And, of course, um, Sarah Evans from the Well Aware Project providing clean water in Kenya. I'm Nick Forrester. Thank you for listening.